Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back to the second part of Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. My name is John Keeley. Lorraine Buckley is in studio with me. Geraldine Creighton is also here from the Emmanuel community. And also Shane is still joining us on the other end of the line. So, Geraldine, thank you very much indeed for, for traveling out from Limerick this morning to tell us about the Emmanuel community. Who are the Emmanuel community, please? Well, the Emmanuel community is an international, worldwide community present in 65 or so countries around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, currently about 8,000 members, but it can change. Mm-hmm. To be a member of the Emmanuel community, you just have to be over 18. So members in the community are 18 up to 9,900 wow. or so. The majority, I suppose, are in the middle um, but mm-hmm. there are a huge number of young people involved because um, one of the big focuses of the community is on youth evangelization. Okay. How do you Is it, is it uh, just mm. lay people? Are there religious? Are there priests involved? There are married couples, single people, and priests, consecrated sisters and consecrated brothers. In wow. fact, it's unusual that all the states of life are present mm-hmm. in one group mm. called Emmanuel. So the priests are diocesan priests, but they are members of the community. The consecrated brothers are consecrated brothers mm-hmm. of the Emmanuel community, as are the sisters. So, When you join the Emmanuel community, how long is the commitment? Do you, do you make a commitment for a certain length of time? or? Well, I suppose the first thing is, how do you join? So mm-hmm. you, mm. you express interest, you, uh, you um, talk to the people, people in your region, and you take a step of what's called welcome and discernment, which is exactly what it says on the tin. Okay. You are looking to see, um, can you welcome the graces of the community into your own life, and is this the path for you? Mm-hmm. So that, that can take two years, three years, four There's no, in the manual, there's no set time, in fact, for discernment except that, you know, usually in a couple of years you know and the community knows whether you're for us and we are for you. You know, it's, it's um, a mutual discernment. At that stage, you take a step of commitment. Okay. And the step of commitment then is, is taken for one year at a time. Excellent. So it's renewed, well, uh, it's renewed at Christmas time. Yeah? What exactly does the Emmanuel community do? The Emmanuel community really was set up to, well, first of all, how it all happened. I suppose we'll just mm-hmm. explain then maybe mm-hmm. what it's supposed to do. So the community came out of um, an experience of two founders, first Pierre Grossat and Martine Lafitte Cata, a man and a woman. She was a medical student and he an art critic. So she was 24, 25, and he was 50, in his 50s. So two very different mm. different backgrounds. Mm. They went on a retreat with a, a priest called Father Caffarel in France who had been in America and had been in contact with the um, Pentecostal charismatic renewal in the Catholic Church over there and had a profound experience. So he brought that back to France. He mm. moved a few of his friends along and they prayed simply to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this retreat group and um, received an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, all of them, and a real deepening of their faith. Now, both Martine, who uh, grew up in a, a Catholic family, said I had a, had a faith and, and a desire for more. Mm-hmm. And Pierre, I would say, is the same thing. It was the desire for something more and something deeper. And uh, at the end of this retreat, they noticed that that the, they understood each other a little mm, better. Mm. Nothing of the romantic sort, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it was mm. something deeper, and mm. they decided to meet together to pray. And they met to pray, and within a year there were 500 people meeting to pray. 
Wow. So the community then doubled uh, year on year after that. In Paris, that's where, where it was based. So they met, they prayed, but they also were talking among each other, inviting other people along. And there was a f- big focus on praise, a big uh, so being grateful to God mm-hmm. every day, uh, a big focus on um, Eucharistic adoration and mm-hmm. receiving from God there, and this, this call to go out to go out and not just to go out to those in the margins but also those nearer that, that everybody mm. uh, is, is everybody can be brought nearer nearer to God so so what the community does then is try and um, awaken um, an awareness even the discussion around God in people mm-hmm. by being present in in the workplace being present on, on the streets being present uh, in family let's see Allowing the Lord's presence in family life, encouraging it, discussions around it, but also on, on active evangelization uh, in pubs. I mean, I've been you know, evangelizing in pubs, in clubs, on the streets, in the marketplace, wherever people mm. meet is where mm. is where the Emmanuel community goes. Now there are explicit events like missions, yeah. parish, parish missions, okay. World Youth Day, etc. That we had run big campaigns, mm-hmm. but there was also the, the little tiny, you know, two or three people going into a a place, a square, a pub, and just chatting together and just seeing what will happen, seeing will there be, could we have a conversation or, and, and of course before that there's the time to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, look, use us, if not, thanks very much, we'll enjoy our mm. night out in the pub. <laughs> okay. And what type of reaction do you get from people, you know, when you say you go into pubs and clubs and that? Um, well, usually it's so, when we're in pubs and clubs, it's associated with, with, with missions, specific mm-hmm. missions. Um, but even if we're, we're out as, as a community, we happen to be in a hotel or whatever and we're chatting, invariably, you know, people, Irish people love to talk. Mm. You know? mm. So they'll ask, who are you and what are you doing? It's easier if you're wearing, wearing a, a sweatshirt that says a big thing. About yeah, it, yeah, know, yeah, or, or yeah. Some sort of sign. It's much easier and, and just goes to show you the importance of wearing mm. signs because it gives people permission to either ridicule you, okay. which, is, which is okay too, because uh, 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 sometimes they come at you with a joke, but it's a huge opening line. Yes, know? yeah. And nothing is, nothing is negative you know uh-huh. and if people want to talk that's fine we have a we have um, an expression in the community about traffic lights and so when we're talking to people it will be you know a, a red light which means the person is not willing to engage okay. so we'll talk about the weather we'll talk about anything else we'll be present with them if they don't want to talk about mm-hmm. or even discuss it that's fine mm-hmm. then we have the orange light which means that the, the question gets so far and then they just they receive they're just not able to take in anymore mm-hmm. and in that case again we will stop and mm. you know you're taking the person away you're going to be praying for them anyway mm. and we do uh, we do and then you have the green light which means the person wants to continue the conversation and you're always waiting for the orange mm. and the red because you will automatically stop because people are entirely free to mm. and I think it's really important to give people freedom to say no and to allow them to take um to, to take the message on board and then just sit with it you know and not force, force your uh, yeah. opinion I'm I'm just trying to picture there how people would view you walking into a pub. I mean, how do you, how do you set it up? <laughs> well, we don't we, we we walk into the pub like anybody else walks into. The pub. Okay. We just might have an Emmanuel community jacket on it, which you know one of the the guys in the community calls us Dad's Army because okay. they're they're green. You okay. Know? Okay. They have the logo of the community on it. You okay. Know? And you'll be surprised. You will be surprised. What we we'd just be sitting down. Sitting down having a drink okay. ourselves, chatting, okay. and people might be eavesdropping or whatever. Or you go up to you or to something at the pub and they say, "Well, who's that? Okay. Or what are you wearing that for in here? You know, and Very you, know, good. you can 
go if they want you can take it take it further um, but it's it's easier I think there's a special grace that comes as well with with mission yes uh, uh, for a mission time I don't know why it is because God is always gracious he's always given us mm-hmm. grace but somehow that there's an extra grace and we do notice that that has specific missions whether it's through the publicity or just again through mm-hmm. um, being more missionaries around at a particular time that people do mm. open up and d- do express both the positive and the negative, both essential, both essential. Prayer will be very important before you initiate that. Yeah, prayer. Prayer. I mean, uh, uh, the source of for our evangelization is adoration. Mm. And this is huge with Pierre and Grossat and Martine, the founders, and uh, those at the st- earlier. You know, in the, in the start of the community, prayer is essential. From the prayer comes everything. Um, from the adoration, we cannot love and reach out to others without ourselves receiving from the love uh, into our own hearts. So the huge, um, uh, I suppose, the calling for ourselves to be willing and open to converse, to to convert more, to mm-hmm. believe in God's personal and sa- saving and healing and freeing love in our own, in my life, in our own lives, before we can actually um, uh, tell it to others. And yet, Mm. as we are learning it for ourselves, we share it with others, and somehow it goes deeper, if you know what I mean. Mm. So the more you evangelize, the more you yourselves are evangelized. And all that means is that you hear the good news. You hear it in your Mm. gut, you hear it in Mm. your heart, you hear it in your emotions, you Mm. hear it in your relationships, you hear it in your work, you know, you hear it in the Mm. depths of every single part of your being. And so you don't, you know, we don't, we never wait till we're perfect to go out. Because to be honest, when we're when we get up in the morning, we're already out. <laughs> you know, we're alive, we're alive, so we can interact with people. And, and uh, I think that's, that's a huge amount because, you know, I know myself, I continue when I'm, whether explicitly or not evangelizing, I meet the Lord in others. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. saves me. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he talks to me. Mm-hmm. He, he engages with me. He loves me through others all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's an extra, first of all, it's extraordinary awareness mm-hmm. um, and a great gift. Um, but it's it's it is um, it really is what every person is hungering for. Mm-hmm. You know, they really are. Really, um, we see this more and more and more. I suppose people out of touch with um, themselves and others, and mm-hmm. you know, this big gap um, mm-hmm. to uh, waiting for God's love, even if it can't be expressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But some they need God with skin on, as I heard one <laughs> one exactly. priest say in a, in a retreat mm-hmm. to me. The, the, you know, we are that. Mm-hmm. How did you get involved with the community? Well, I was involved in prayer groups for years. Mm-hmm. I was involved in um, youth um, section of Charismatic Renewal. So I involved in organised youth conferences in, in Ireland and I met people from the community early on in that. One person in particular, um, Belinda is her name, she, um, I suppose she just struck me as somebody who's very peaceful and mm-hmm. joyful mm-hmm. and she wasn't never too worried about things when I would be getting stressed. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is a kind of a characteristic that I like because, you know, it, she was just relaxed and mm-hmm. I, I like that. And I worked with her on in organising youth conferences. And then I, um, I suppose the story goes anyway that I went to World Youth Day in 97 and that was my first World Youth Day um, in Paris and I met I suppose the Emmanuel community en masse you know, mm. they were that they I was went to uh, youth forums so the community runs youth forum, forums before World Youth Day so generally four or five days and then World Youth Day itself mm. so you kind of you're with four or five thousand people and then you're um, you're put into like 
400,000 or 500,000. So it's an easier immersion okay, the yeah. whole thing. Mm. But uh, I met manual community there and it, something again struck me about these people. Mm-hmm. They were fun to be with. Mm. I really liked that. They were, there was a bit of joy going mm-hmm. on there. Mm-hmm. But as, as we say in Ireland, a bit of crack. Yeah. And I, I like that. And yet it was really simple. Uh, the prayer was simple. Mm-hmm. And people, people were very present. Mm-hmm. But that's uh, and, uh, yeah, present and, and peaceful. And um, and there was also very, very good teaching. So from, I mean, I've been years, I suppose, in prayer groups. I've been reading my scripture better. But I was getting more and more and more uh, more t- good teaching. And also I noticed this uh, special relationship between the mm. priests, the consecrated sisters, and my people, you know, that was all just one. There was yeah, none of yeah. this clashing mm. and, and com- competition. Mm. It was all together. And that, mm. that was impressive. So I, that year, that was 97, I had a good world youth day. Then back home, and at Christmas, there was a retreat, and we had a retreat in Knock, and I went there. And again, I met some more people from the community, and a very small retreat, that was about 30 people there. And again, just the joy really, really struck me. Mm. And so mm. there was an opportunity the next year. I really didn't have much money. In fact, I had um, invested like a few people in a little house for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I saw this thing coming up in in, in Parle Moniale. It was a, um, the, that's the shrine of the Sacred Heart mm-hmm. in France with the manual. So I, I went and I had to take out a loan. Now, mm. if my father knew, <laughs> knew that I took mm. out, he uh, absolutely. You know, mm. I'd be in fierce trouble. Mm. But, um, and I knew it because we were always a family that saved, saved, saved. Yeah, yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Mm. But anyway, mm-hmm. so for me to do that was, was, a, was a big a big thing. So I went to Paris. So you can imagine, beautiful place, small place in the middle of France, just about an hour and a half north of Lyon, or the same, maybe two or three hours south of Paris. And uh, I arrived, and there was huge tents everywhere, about, I don't know, about 5,000 young people oh, and you know the place was mad absolutely mm. mad crazy uh, wonderful uh, great joy um, you know busy morning to evening with, with different activities um, processions at night candlelight and, and hours and hours and hours of, of, of yeah, opportunity mm. to pray but mm. there was the oven the, the, the really what got me was the um, adoration at night in yeah. the, the chapel the, of the visitation where where St. Margaret Mary um Jesus appeared mm. to St. Margaret Mary, so that we had a chance to pray there through the night. It was just, just incredible. So in that moment of, of coming back after the year before and combined with the second I suppose, encounter, mm. I, I said, I've come home. And mm. I had asked to take the step of welcome and discernment at that stage. Um, but it was funny, I knew... I knew that the Lord would, um, when I was making this step, that he would ask me something else. I was very, very sure that once I took this little step that the Lord was going to ask me something more mm-hmm. when I was in Paris. And indeed, what happened was that um, I got an opportunity to go to the Emmanuel School of Mission in Rome. So this was just being set up. The community runs four schools of mission, two in English, one in Rome, one in the Philippines in Manila, and one in German in, in Altötting, which is close to where Pope Benedict uh, was born, and that the other one is, was in Paris. But I wanted to go to the English one. So from there into the Emmanuel School of Mission, and then a whole induction into, I suppose, just a deepening of my own faith and knowledge, and just an encounter with the worldwide church. Oh, that was just uh, incredible. And how long were you there? Sorry. Just a year. It's an academic year from October to the, okay. end, the end of June. So it's, uh, you know, you get time off for Christmas to think about it. Mm. 
uh, you know, two weeks off at Christmas, a week at Easter, but go, 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 and mission, 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 <laughs> mission, mission, and great, great, great fun. I don't think I laughed as much in the whole year. It sounds fantastic. Recommend it. Now it's time for a piece of music. Geraldine, you're going to introduce this piece. Yes, this is a song I wrote actually while I was at the School of Mission. It's, um, it came at a time when I was discovering my, I suppose, baptism. And mm. my first name, Geraldine, I had really no relationship with, but my second name is Mary. And I grew in, I suppose, an awareness of Mary's prayer for me and her motherly presence. And so I was reading Luke, mm. and here we go. Come Magnify, of course, is the Magnificat, mm. according to Geraldine. <laughs> <That's an idea. laughs> yeah. my, my interpretation of it in terms of musically. And, but the words, uh, more, or less, more or less, the words from Luke. Excellent. Let's have a listen. Let's say this. Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. And welcome back to the third part of Sacred Space here in West Limerick 102. My name is John Kelly. Uh, Lorraine Buckley is in studio with me. Shane's on the other end of the line. And John in Creighton is bringing us through a lovely reflection here on the Emmanuel community. And John, just before the break there, um, you just completed, I believe, a year in Rome, and now you've come back to Ireland, and this is where... Okay. In many community and Ireland and Geraldine. Yeah, I suppose okay. there was a, for me, there was a time to, um, excuse me, <coughs> adapt back into working life. 
So yeah. I'm a pharmacist by profession. I work in the hospital. Okay. And so to go to Rome, I took a year out. Mm-hmm. So financially, that was a hit, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And we used to have this kind of um, expression. Every, everyone would say in the school admission, they say, I left my father, I left my mother, I left my parents, <laughs> you know, I left my money, I left my house, uh-huh. I left my country, so that I could go on and, and learn about mission. Uh-huh. So then you go back. And I suppose the great thing about, for me coming back, having been in the community just literally a couple of weeks before going, is I had somewhere to come home to and mm. support. And the community is organised in what's called households. Okay. So it's like little mini prayer groups all over the country. Okay. Basically, you can um, you attend there once a week, mm. uh, the same people for, for a year, and then it, it shifts and changes. So typically, a meeting like that will be time of, of praise together, okay. time of listening to the Word of God, and then just sharing what's going on in your in your life. And the type of sharing, again, the community encourages is without judgment or interruption. So somebody wants to share about the last week, how they've, how they've lived in adoration, how they have evangelized, and how the third little thing that I didn't mention before is this, this gift of compassion. So mm. compassion according to the heart of Jesus for those around us. So this is something we try to cultivate, and everything, the source of everything is adoration. Mm. In fact, because everything comes from God anyway, and mm-hmm. he, just, he, he gives it to us in like a conduit to, to flow out. So how we live these um, uh, charisms of the community and also to share our weaknesses, you know, and, and to share you know, our struggles. And Pierre uh, Gorsal used to say, you know, he'd come to these meetings and he'd be feeling really low. And mm. he'd think, oh, gee, you know, what have I done? I'm uh. falling apart here. And then he'd listen. He'd say, I'd listen to the brothers and sisters sharing. And he'd say to himself, oh, I'm not so bad at all. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, yeah. think, I think it's so great that, that we can give each other consolation, uh-huh. even in our weakness. I think this is actually revolutionary. Because, okay. you know, we think we can give each other courage for showing how strong we are, and maybe that's what society says. You show how great you are, and that gives people encouragement. But oftentimes it doesn't, actually. Okay. And, and so I suppose it's not to be afraid to, to expose the wounds. And mm. this, again, literally goes back to Parry, Parlemonial, because Jesus, when he did appear to St. Margaret Mary, showed his wounds. Mm. You know, and we see, you know, when you go there, and you see beautiful... Um, picture of, of the apparition well you know a dry mm. um, painting but there's light coming from from the wounds but anyway mm. coming back to uh, coming back mm. to Ireland so it took time to get back into first of all to get to know the community as people you know mm-hmm. because while we know each other in terms of prayer people are different you know we all mm. rub each other up the wrong mm. way and yeah. you know mm-hmm. that's, that's mm-hmm. something that, that is, is, both, uh, is, is a gift <laughs> I suppose uh, it's a struggle as well absolutely and um the, so it's important to say that there's one rule in the Emmanuel community, only one rule, and this comes directly from Pierre, and that is do not criticise. Mm-hmm. Now, th- that doesn't mean you can't um, express yourself and in opinions different, you know, that are exactly. different from the next mm-hmm. person, mm-hmm. but you don't, I suppose it's around the gossip and that sort mm-hmm. of thing, mm-hmm. not cr- publicly criticise. And we do have a place to go where each of us, man, uh, women, men and women, mm-hmm. we have companions, we have someone who accompanies, accompanies us, so we, we have the little prayer group that we have, so mm-hmm. the household, we have companionship. It's mm. called, and then we have the bigger community events once, uh, once, uh, once um, a month. If we mm, mm, so, mm. you know, there are lots of supports there, uh, but the big thing is to integrate back into life. 
Yeah. You know, get yeah. out there, get out there on you know doing your own thing, get back into clubbing and yeah. get back into sports and and mm. and that it, it it took time because mm. a year out of Ireland at that stage for me was a year out of the Celtic Tiger, and mm. when I came back I I noticed hugely the amount the amount of times people in conversation talk about money. Yeah. I hadn't noticed that before I had uh, gone. Yeah. And it struck me, it also struck me that I had changed because my priorities had changed. And while, you know, money, you need money to live. Yeah, and yeah. you need money mm-hmm. also to, you know, to fund yourself and fund others, etc. And money can be used really well, but it's the, the over-focus on it, you know. Anyway, that, that helped, I suppose, me live a certain, realise it for myself that it's a trap. Mm-hmm. And... And, and look at little ways to to um, be a little bit more detached from mm. from that. So, the community organises missions. So that's what we did. Fantastic. We we do missions once once a year, uh, twice a year sometimes, um, in in union with community members from around the world. So, one of mission in particular, you know, we've done missions mm. every year since I've come back. So that's ninety nine every year. Um, but one that strikes me in particular was in Dungannon. I think it was around 2001, whenever the foot, foot and mouth was okay, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we had uh, over 120 missionaries who came mm-hmm. from the Emmanuel community, mm-hmm. the Emmanuel School of Mission. So people would take over a three-week period, and literally we invaded Dungannon. <laughs> and it was funny because it was it's the heart of the murdered triangle or at least it was then and, yeah. and the priest of the parish said you know who you're coming mm-hmm. you know first yeah. of all there had been no meetings at all between Protestants and Catholics mm-hmm. as a community yeah. that happened during the mission we did two musicals we worked with the locals in the community uh, Father Marcus Vital as a priest of the community a German priest fantastic um, writer mm-hmm. and singer songwriter of musicals all sorts but he wrote a, a musical called Joshua and that was um, organised in the months. So the mission was say mm-hmm. in 2001. It took a whole year to organise because Marcus and teams were coming over, working with the kids in the school, uh, you know, in, in um, I suppose 15 to 18 year olds, mm. across the denominations to run this musical. Mm. And the musical played and sold out So through the mission. Mm-hmm. The other thing was the students in the school division at that time wrote another musical. And it was called Jacob's Well based on John's Gospel, Chapter 4, mm-hmm. but, um, the woman at the well, etc. But, so, but Jacob's Well was a pub. And the great thing was that this was a, a, a musical about the pub, Jacob's Well, but it was also uh, performed in a pub. And that was the kind of, I suppose, amazing, amazing thing mm. that happened with it. So it was downstairs in the pub, so you could, you know, be upstairs and not go to it, and go downstairs, and your, the music was on. It was playing for 45 minutes or so every night. And the number of conversions that happened through that musical in the pub was phenomenal. Wow. Uh, I won't go into too much detail, mm. but it was, it was pretty serious stuff in terms of people who were uh, far, far away um, into um, sectarian violence mm. and who completely changed their lives. Um, that musical so you know there are so many different means I mean there's mm. lots of things happening we had Bible studies going on we had meetings in people's homes we had evangelization on the streets so mm. but when you have 120 people coming some of yeah. them are mm. you know they're all working um, very few of them are full time people mm-hmm. uh, mostly people working can come for five days six days three days two days whatever and give their time and then go home back to their job you know mm. and, and so the mission gets done and um that, that for me was a phenomenal event. So um, when you volunteer to do a mission, it actually comes out of your annual leave, your holidays. Yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I can tell you, you know, you give it all. I mean, the, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, mm. in the Emmanuel School of Mission motto is give all and get more. Mm. And that's exactly what it is. Beautiful. And to being, uh, you know, I think about lots of things in life. If you give all, you actually do get more, mm. Mm. you know. But it really is true. And I would say just from mission, my life is transformed. Never mind the people I meet. They're mm. transforming me. And, 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 and you know, I'm playing my, my little part. I'm turning, I'm turning up, you know. Beautiful. And have you done parish missions around Limerick? Yes, in Limerick we had a mission in 2003 at the cathedral. Uh, I think it was um, it was a 10-day or so mission at St John's Cathedral. So we would have gone to, with teams working in the secondary schools across the city, so not just based on the cathedral, mm-hmm. and had little events um, to, with varying degrees of success, I would yes. say. Mm-hmm. But uh, we don't ever you know, worry too much about mm. how successful things are. Mostly we learn how, how to evangelise when things fail. Yeah. And, and yeah. we'll just yeah. te- tell you just one brief story. Yeah. Before we go for the break, okay. Okay. (laughs) Brief story. We organised an event for the cathedral on one particular night and absolutely nobody turned up. Uh, Well, maybe two people. And we realised, look, people won't come to the church, so we're going to go on the street. So we brought everyone out on the street the next day. It was going to be the time to go to the post office to collect the money. You know, a a Thursday or whatever to get the dole money and all the other monies um, from the state. So we actually took the event outside. Priests vested, fully vested, uh, talking to people on the streets, blessing babies, etc. children, and the whole I mean, the neighbourhood was transformed. People were bringing up their saying, they're outside, blessing people bring up the child, bring up the child. It was just amazing and I know that it was probably very frightening for the priests of Limerick to see this yeah. happening but it was amazing that when you went to where people were mm. they responded. Yeah. I think there's a big message there to say, mm. don't be afraid mm. and no even way. if it's simple, keep it simple. Thank you. We've got to go for a break. Sorry now. Um, the third piece of music you chose for us, please. Yes, this is another song that I've written, and it's about I wrote it at a time when I actually couldn't pray, mm. and it's called Jesus, Jesus, I want to adore you. So it's a desire, and it's about the postures of prayer. But in the end, the prayer happens. Beautiful. Thanks. Let's hear this.
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. Okay, before we go, Geraldine, I'm sorry now if it's so rushed now this morning, but it's two things. There's a jubilee uh, this year being celebrated by the Emmanuel community. What's that all about? Just in, in about a minute or so, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> the, yeah, the community is 40, 40 years since its foundation. Okay. okay. It's 30 years since the foundation of the Fidesco, which is an NGO run by the community which goes to the poorest of the poor in the world. It's also 30 years since the beginning of consecrated life for men and women in the manual community. Okay. And it's 20 years since the death of Pierre Gorsa, who's the founder of the community. So a very important year. Yeah, and, and Pierre's um, cause for beatification is actually uh, going ahead. Um, so that's in the first stage. So he's called Servant of God. Pierre Gorsan. You can find the prayer to Pierre on the Emmanuel Community website, which is www.emmanuelcommunity.ie. And if you just look up Pierre there, you can find the prayer. Indeed, you can uh, write here to the station. I'm going to leave some no problem. That's all. That's okay. And, 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 and Shane will, uh, will, will, of course, also put up that link, Shane, on the blog. Yeah, of course. No problem. Thank you. And the other thing now, just one last thing then, if people want to get to know a little bit more locally about the Emmanuel community in Limerick, how, how could they do that? Well, the great news is that there's an event on for the next three months in the Pastoral Centre in Denmark Street in Limerick. Mm-hmm. And the 20, Wednesday the 28th of March, mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday the 25th of April and Wednesday the thir- 23rd of May, all at beginning at 8 o'clock, where we're continuing a journey that we've been doing for the last uh, six meetings already and another mm-hmm. three towards Pentecost and to be honest right into the Eucharistic Congress and um, it's it's called Refresh, Renew, Rejoice and it's a series of of meetings where we have time for prayer and praise a Eucharistic adoration and a teaching and basically reflections then to take you from one meeting to the next. So this will show you a little bit about what Manuel is and this was lived with the members of the community. And that has been held where, sorry? In the the Pastoral Centre. In Denmark Street in Denmark. I was there actually for a visit in January and it was a, a beautiful, uh, a wonderful, uplifting experience and thank you for that. Time to go. It's time to go. We're I way over time again. The hour has flown. Gionian, thank you very much indeed for coming out from Limerick to join us this morning and, and to really give us a most inspiring and uplifting um, reflection all about the Emmanuel community. May the Holy Spirit st- stay with you all the time. Thank you. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us this morning. Lorraine, uh, you earned your crust now this morning. <laughs> to, to, a few phone calls and, and operating Thank you very much indeed. Shane, we'll make it all up to you now next week. We'll let you talk all along by yourself. Uh, thank you very much indeed, everybody, for allowing us to spend this sacred hour with you this morning. So you've got one little job to do now there, Johnny. Before you leave, you might introduce the last piece of music for us, please. Yes, this is a song called Rejoice. Uh, it's Rejoice in the Lord. I wrote it myself a couple of years ago. And I suppose when Pope Benedict met the community, he said, Emmanuel is evangelizing with joy. So this is the rejoicing that we're talking about. What a way to go. God bless you all now. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye.
Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.